Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. I should like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Hay, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton. In the studio, my co-host Jody Everton is here from Chestnut Hill Arabians and the Ocala Stirrups program. Jody, lovely to have you with us this week. Thank you, Louisa. Always a pleasure. We've been having a bit of a laugh before the show about <laughs> the difference with the British and the American way of doing things. Yes. And even some um, British banter, some <laughs> words that we use differently and. Uh, It's been an amusing start to Uh, the show. It always is with Lisa. It always is. (laughs) We've got a great lineup for you. In the next segment, we've got Dr. Adam K. Art from Peterson and Smith. He's going to be talking about obesity. No, not in people, just in horses and ponies. Uh, Following that, we're going to have Terry J. with us. She is uh, very intuitive and uh, communicator with animals. She's going to talk a little bit about some of her experiences. Uh, Lovely to have her with us for a few segments to share that. And we're going to wrap up the show with some epic visits of mine uh, to be a horse and I think the laser treatment is the one that we're going to show you today from the mm-hmm. Equine Performance and Innovative Center with Dr. Alberto Rulan. That's in the second half of the show presented by Palm Chevrolet. We're going to start with a few announcements that we have this Friday, September the 3rd, Arabian Equine 101 at Chestnut Hill Arabian. That's right. Come join us for a fun afternoon. We're going to present some stallions and uh, have you come out and feed some carrots. Uh, Joe likes to talk about and is very well versed in the history of the breed and uh, what makes the breed unique, what makes them special to us, what makes them look special, and just uh, where they've come from, uh, how they've retained these qualities uh, for so many years. Great opportunity to learn and also a ribbon cutting there at 11.30 for their facility. So it should be well attended with some refreshments and some demos. Learn a lot about a very, very beautiful, majestic breed. Um, Also coming up in November, and we're going to be mentioning this twice in every show uh, for the next couple of months, and that is November 23rd, the Summit 2021 Horse Farms Forever, one of our very good partners. Um, Sarah Fennessy is the executive director of that, and uh, we love what they're doing to make sure that our farmland is preserved here in Marion County and our culture. This is going to be uh, conversations about conservation. I have trouble saying that every time. Yeah. Uh, and a couple of really, really great speakers. Uh, Mr. Malone, who owns Bridalwood Farm and owns the um, largest amount of farmland privately owned in the United States of America. And also Kevin Sheely, the CEO of the CEP, where we are right now at the CEP studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital of the world, incidentally. Kevin will be talking a lot about the recent study that was done on quality of life here in Marion County. And he's also going to discuss how we uh, properly and correctly balance the horse world and all the other businesses here to keep that very important buffer between the two. So, And how, those can, how that can be successfully done with a great organization like the CEP. Um, partnered with Horse Farms Forever, who've been doing a brilliant job at preserving farmland and keeping a lookout for all those uh, problems that pop up since 2018 here when they got established. So we're very grateful to them. That should be a wonderful event. I'm going to talk a little bit about Kayla Vanderwalt. Uh, we were very excited to do the Hobby Horse Games and to do that benefit to help her get to the Paralympics. And I'd like to say that the Horse Talk Show, and I wish I had some medals, But the Horse Talk Show wants to award her three medals. Um, A bronze medal for getting all the way to Tokyo Mm. via Germany with her horse and passing the jog up and the health checks for both her and the horse. 
arriving there professionally and training for that she gets the bronze she gets the silver for even qualifying to be in the olympics mm -hmm. in the first place which is massive yeah and then for getting out there and all that pressure and all that heat in a totally new environment that she's never been in and doing her very best and scoring a wonderful score in her dressage test she gets the <coughs> so for us here at the horse talk show she got all three medals and i posted that on facebook because i really feel her and her horse de toro what an what an incredible undertaking! Oh, such a great story, yeah. and she's such a wonderful, wonderful girl. She and Trisha, I just enjoyed them tremendously. They're lovely, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. They're lovely, and that beautiful horse. <laughs> Isn't he I mean, lovely? I mean, I mean, you like... see him, and you just want to know more about him. He's just beautiful. He's like a big dog. I love. He him. has that like marbly kind of look to his gray coat. He it's does. just beautiful. He's amazing. Yeah. What a great team they are, and I'm just so proud of her. And I haven't known their family very long, but I just love them. I agree. I yeah, just they're love just them. very warm, genuine people. Aren't they? They yep. are. And, um, and funny story, me, the least techie person that ever walked the face of the planet, is the one who managed to get the live um, show of, of her riding up on my <laughs> phone and onto their television. There are miracles. God does exist. <laughs> yeah, because me, of all people. Uh, but we do have a video um, of her riding, but we're actually not permitted to show it until everything is all over and they've left and okay. all of that. So we actually videoed her on the television. So we'll share that with you next week. And we should be able to get an interview with them on the phone in Germany this Friday. Oh, good. And good. Um, hopefully air that for you next week so they can share a little bit more about the experience. In some other news, I want to say congratulations to my dear friend, Gail Rice, who is my neighbor and friend. And is also the breeder of Medina Spirit, who won the Kentucky Derby this year. And he won the Shared Belief this weekend. So, um, got some pictures here we're sharing. If you're watching on television or Facebook, you can see him uh, as a foal um, being born. And that's her daughter. That's Gail's daughter. And that's the day that um, Medina Spirit was born. And, uh, and what a great, incredible run in the Shared Belief. I'm mm -hmm. going to see him, of course. That's Gail and I giving him some love and uh, uh, after his his big derby win and we're really excited because we'll get to see him in the Breeders' Cup and, um, and beautiful Gail who I adore um, did such an amazing job uh, with that choice of being there there she is with Mr. Zidane the owner of Medina Spirit and um, that was just a great experience to meet him too so congratulations to that team there um, he won the Shared Belief and, um, and beat the uh, Rock Your World uh, horse and uh, just 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 a great that's a whole great great story so congrats to the whole team there mm -hmm. and congrats also to essential quality who won the run happy Travis stakes also um, this past week and congratulations to brad cox and the team and also to niall brennan and his team here in ocala the horse capital who started essential qualities training here and did such a wonderful job um, brad cox said he looked great the morning after the race mm -hmm. And they'll watch him train over the next week or two and make a decision. But he should also be in the Breeders' Cup races this year. So great. great horses get started in Ocala. They always do. Yeah, that's right. There's you got to bring them here. to it. They're either born here, trained here. That's right. Something happens here. They get their start here. But um, we love following them. And, of course, we'll be following all of those connections to the Breeders' Cup uh, races that for that weekend and bringing you uh, all the local connections here. So very exciting. Mm -hmm. Uh, coming up, we are going to be talking to Dr. Adam Kay. We're going to be covering the topic uh, of obesity. Obviously, it's a big concern. Um, I was shocked. I'm going to ask him about this if it's accurate, but I read that 30% of the equine population is overweight. Yeah, I can see that. It's not so much of a problem for Arabians. Uh, you know what? Arabians do keep a very um, a more lean body than some of the others. Plus, you know, they don't ours don't have unlimited grass. Right. That is the other thing. They're not eating the entire day long. I had a Welsh Arabian cross pony when I was a little girl who did tend to get fat, but that mm -hmm. was more of the Welsh, and it also could have been the British green, fresh, lush. <laughs> but you're right. Broth. You don't see as many. You don't. They tend very, to be very more overweight. like lean and. Yeah. Yes. Don't they? Yeah, and it's not a heavy breed. No, so they're already they look better. Yes, they look better a little yeah. lighter, and they look make them look makes them, well, and it makes us look longer, <laughs> longer legged, too, longer more legs. elegant. Yes, that's right. We've got a couple at the farm now that just got there that were 
plant that we're preparing for U.S. Nationals, and they are on a big horse diet. A big horse diet. Yes. So yes. we'll be back with Dr. Adam Camp from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Stay with us just a few minutes, and we'll be right back. show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the second segment of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with my co-host Jody Everton from Chestnut Hill Arabians and the Ocala Stirrups Program. Joining us by phone, we have Dr. Adam Kayot. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kayot. Pleasure. Lovely to have you back. Glad to be here. Even when you're cracking jokes about my age. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I think we're pretty close. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you know. Probably, just, not, uh, probably not far <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, the first thing we're going to do is pop up a little piranha template for you because we've got a question for you that we'd like to have you comment on below. Yeah. And that is, yeah. what's on your bucket list? Well, cause there's, there's a lot of things on my bucket, bucket list. But, you but have a big bucket, we're, huh? We're, we're, yeah, I got a big bucket. <laughs> big old five-gallon bucket. Um probably since we're talking horse stuff probably the two bucket list things for me uh horsey related are probably to visit um the spanish riding school mm, that's a good one Indiana. that would be awesome and i would like to make it to an olympic games uh mm. at some point two good uh, ones we talked about next year i think or, um, next year next olympics is in paris that'd be pretty oh, cool oh yeah then yeah. after that, it's in Los Angeles. Neither place I've been to, both places I'd like to visit. So, yeah. uh, But the Spanish Riding School is probably something that uh, is probably at the top of my bucket list as far as 
if you, if you need girls. if you need a media team along for either one of those, yeah. we're really we're happy to run behind yeah. you with a camera. We'd be happy to cover you there. Poster, yeah, for posterity, we're yeah. uh, we're in. Right. Yeah, for sure. Right. Oh, yeah, no for joke. Sure. That's just that's just that whole deal is just an awesome uh, awesome story, amazing history. Yeah. Uh, you know, no joke. Yeah, for cool sure. About horses and equestrian, you know. Exactly. Yes. Well, you can comment below if you're watching on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you about your bucket list. And Jody and I are going to share as with you towards the end of the show because we want to talk to Dr. Kayot about a big concern. And I was surprised to see that 30% of our equines are obese. Does that sound about right? It sounds probably about right. Really? <laughs> I wish it was that low in people, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, at least in the U.S. anyway. Yes, yeah. it's quite yeah. it's quite a concern. But I, yeah. it is a real hot topic because um, obesity in horses it causes so many other issues, <laughs> as it does in humans. But um, absolutely. But it's 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 shocking, really, that it's it's even that high. I was surprised, but. Um, do you predominantly see it in in certain breeds? I mean, I know in ponies and miniatures and and, and smaller yeah, right. horses it tends to be a bigger concern. But are yeah. there more? Are there some breeds that lean heavily to that? Uh, uh yes. Uh, <laughs> certainly, certainly, your ponies and minis they tend to be overfed, um, and uh, quarter horses. I see a lot of uh, obese quarter horses, and. Uh, uh, dare I say, pasofinos tend to get uh, a little lumpy, yeah, uh, pretty mm -hmm. easily. Um, any kind of your gated horses, they seem to be uh, your your easy keepers. Even like mm -hmm. Rocky Mountain horses, pasofinos, Tennessee Walkers, a little bit, but maybe not quite as much. Mm -hmm. But uh, those types of horses, I tend to see it more often than probably some breed related kind of thing there. But certainly. Um, equine metabolic syndrome is a is a real issue. It's a real problem. Yeah, it causes a lot of you know hardship and and economic hardship for for these horses and the owners. So. Yes, for sure. And then what about negative consequences um, for the horses for the skeletal and the immune system? And and obviously there are some issues just like there are with people. The more weight, mm -hmm. the more pressure on the on the mm -hmm. bones joints. and joints and and everything, right? Absolutely, you know, you're, if you're carrying around, and you got you got you got to, you got to um, think about, uh, you know, a ten percent increase in weight in a horse. You know, your typical horse is a hundred pounds. That's a lot, you know. So it's not a big percentage, um, you know, as far as the as far as the number goes. But that's a lot of weight, and certainly it just takes a little bit to um, to add, you know, pressure to to the joints. But certainly. They can have, um, you're more inclined to see arthritic change and arthritic problems in those types of horses. You're more inclined to see soft tissue injuries because they're carrying weight that they shouldn't be carrying. And then you add a rider onto that and mm -hmm. you ask this horse to perform uh, and do whatever, you know, if it's a weekend warrior or whatever that, that is not, you know, trained regularly during the week because of, you know, the owner has work to do or whatever, you know, and, and, right. and just kind of a weekend warrior, then that can certainly add a strain to the body. Um, as far as, as far as immune system stuff goes, um, certainly in those metabolic courses, cortisol levels tend to, uh, be high, which depresses, uh, depresses the immune system. So, um, <laughs> You know, they're more likely to, to experience problems like that and exposed to differing diseases and sort. Right. So. That makes sense. Now, when you when you have a patient that is overweight and you're discussing with the owner the concerns that you have, whether the horse has a health issue or not at that point, mm -hmm. is there a um, is there an amount of weight that a horse can lose that's too quick? And, and can <laughs> that be detrimental if it loses weight too fast? Well, it can be, you know, you don't want, you don't want them to, to lose, uh, too fast, but typically, um, they don't, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, they don't lose. It's, it's not like, you know, and, and I certainly don't necessarily put them on a 
starvation diet or right. of any sort, but um, you know uh, the amount of calories they consume is is uh, declining or pulled back, and we just pay attention to how much they're getting during the day, and uh, you know people have to actually pay attention to you know the treats they give that they don't think yeah. about and and that sort of thing. The fact that they're turned out, how many hours they're turned out, whether yeah. they have a crazy muzzle or no muzzle, or you know, and, and how much how much. Um, you know, feed stuff they're able to consume. So um, all that comes into play. And then certainly exercise will help with that, obviously, just like people. The more you exercise, the better off that is, and that will help uh, pull some pounds off. And then there's, you know, there's meds that we can use to, to help do that. But a lot of times we'll, we'll um, uh, put them on a thyroid supplement that uh, will actually try to make them a little hyperthyroid, which uh, can increase their metabolism a little bit and help get the pounds off. And mm-hmm. all this is monitored, you know, uh, by the veterinarian, looking at blood work and, and uh, you know, obviously just looking at the horse Overall and seeing how, health, how right. they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you find that some of your owners, no names mentioned, of course, um, are, are resistant yeah. to being told that their horses are overweight and do you find that some of them have a poor ability to actually visually identify that their animal is overweight kind of oh, like kids, you know, parents do with kids right yeah certainly absolutely you know i mean i mean a lot of these horses they're their pets they're their babies mm-hmm. they love you know and 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 i and i get it you know i totally get it they you know the owner if you can't enjoy your horse then what the heck you got them for you know and, right. and if, it, if you enjoy that horse by going out and giving them carrots and happy that they're you know you, you like to see them happy you love that interaction that's what it's all about and it's very difficult to say hey you know you're killing your horse with kindness here yeah, and i come in and i'm the bad guy you know <laughs> you know i try to explain explain to them you know i understand i understand you enjoy this interaction and this is important but for the for the sake of 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 your horse's uh, uh future here you need to be a little bit more aware and, and try to do things a little differently so sure there's you know that that's hard for a lot of people and they you know they feel they feel like oh my gosh my poor baby's not you know he's not being able to eat you know the whole thing so um certainly there's there is that there and it can be difficult um sometimes getting that message across yes not always the um the easy news to bring to somebody right yeah and i people people don't understand that different animal a different horses just like different people have different calorie needs and that's a very good point you know you cannot go down the barn aisle and feed every horse right right you just cannot you know and and a lot of people do and they don't know well i feed that one the same amount you know they they might be the same breed they might be the same age but this horse is is, you know skinny and that one's you know obese on the same amount so it's uh you know, it's uh, it, it can be difficult to, to do that. And, you know, obviously that makes management a little bit more difficult because you have to, you know, individualize feedings and that sure. sort of thing. But that's yeah. really what you have to do. Well, that's why all of our wonderful feed stores have such a wonderful variety of different feeds. That's oh, right. Feeds that's are right. so good now. You know, there's so yeah. many options out there that are that are good. And, and feed companies have really taken note of, of this issue they and really these have. issues with, with the horses. There's so. no doubt. Dr. Kayot, thank you so much. we got to wrap this segment up. Have a great week, and we'll talk Pleasure. to you next week. Yes, thank, thank you so much. Plans. Yep, thank, thank you. you. Dr. Adam Kayot, always a wealth of great information for our horses, and uh, we love having him on the show. We're going to come back in just a minute. We're going to have uh, Terry J on. Stay with us. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, and Larson Hay, our broadcast and television sponsor, plus supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors, and the Hilton Garden in downtown Louisville. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Horses. <laughs> 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 
Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio at the CEP in downtown Ocala in the horse capital of the world. Joining me, I have my co-host from Chestnut Hill Arabians and the Ocala Stirrups Program, Jody Everton. Mm -hmm. Delighted to have her with us. And joining us now on VMIX Video, we have Terry J. She is a shaman, animal and intuitive communicator, a remote viewer, a medical intuitive geology hunter, baby whisperer, and cussing cowgirl. I love that bit. Down to earth with some extraordinary powers. She's a true blend of ancient wisdom and modern day physics. Uh, this is her book, and um, we have her with us on the show. We're going to talk a little bit about what she does with horses. Terry J, welcome. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's wonderful to have you on the show. And I have Jody Everton, my co-host here. Hi, Terry. Hey, Jody. Um, we're, we're thrilled to talk to you. We have several segments that we're going to talk to Terry J and quite a few things we're going to cover. But to start with, I want to just ask her how she got started with horses and kind of how, how she got into what she does now, which is if you don't have the book, you need it. Uh, tell us a little bit more about you, Terry, your background. Well, I've been in horses my whole life, and when I was in my uh, early 20s, I started a horseback therapy program, and I kind of did it off and on for about 35 years. But in 1990, when I was doing it in Reno, I picked a child up out of his wheelchair and put him on the back of one of the horses, and he looked at me and he said, ouch, I have a cramp in my hip. Well, with a quad CP child, that's kind of normal. And uh, I told him, here, sit this way, you know, move a little bit, and it'll take the cramp out. And he said, hey, you can hear me. And I said, well, of course I can hear you. It didn't dawn on me at the time that he was completely nonverbal. So um, wow. we went through our, our therapy program, and, and we did vaulting, which was really fun. And so mm -hmm. he did all his vaulting moves. Mm -hmm. And then I took him off the horse, and him and I were carrying on this wonderful conversation the whole time. And it had nothing to do with the horses. It was about the school play that was coming up and his little girlfriend and all kinds of fun things that he was sharing with me. So I took him off the horse and he went back to class and the gal that was helping me said, boy, he sure is talking great. I said, well, you know, he's very bright just because he has cerebral palsy doesn't necessarily mean he's got an intellectual disability. Right. And she said, Terry, he didn't say a word. He can't, remember? And if I was a horse, I would have done a butt fart snort because I was really spooked at that. <laughs> so I said, hold the horse and I went in the classroom and they put a band around his head with a pointer. And on his computer, he had typed out, horse lady can hear me. Oh, and so wow. he, had, he, he finished that just about the time I got there. And I walked over. And then I was very aware that him and I were carrying on this wonderful, totally telepathic conversation. And so I went back outside and I told that the gal that was helping me what happened. And she just very matter of fact said, well... You ought to learn to communicate with the horses because it's the same thing. All animals are telepathic. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go do that. I was so naive about the whole thing at the time. But um, I started doing it, and I was married to a really gifted horse trainer at the time. And uh, so we always had problem horses coming in for training and retraining. And, and it just evolved into this incredible thing. So along the way... Um, I started picking up stuff on people, and, and then I started picking up on people that had passed away, and animals that had passed away, and it just sort of evolved. Wow. What an incredible journey. And how long ago was that? 1990, so 31 years. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. So, at kind of at what point, and is there a main focus on horses, or is it kind of mixture of both? From the book, it seems like it's kind of a combination. I really do everything. And, and I've had clients tell me they call me for a horse and then I save their life because of, of what I got about them or a health issue or that they had, you know, grief that they couldn't release. And those, that'll kill you. And uh, 
So it just evolved, and I was very blessed along the way to have two energy healers that not only helped me heal my stuff, but they taught me to just get out of my own way, have no ego, no stake in the outcome, to just get the information, relay it, and, and, and just go from there, and to have really, really impeccable ethics about this. And actually, that's something I was going to ask you about, and that was your ethics in reviewing your book, um, which thank you very much for sending. Um, I f was very impressed with your do's and don'ts in here and how much you weren't, there was like no dark side to this, that everything you do has a very light side to it. And I like that because that would be a big concern to me. Um, I think I'm, and actually Jody and I were talking about this before the show, there are people who certainly have stronger intuition than other people. Some people block their own Correct. intuition. Absolutely. Um, and so they never find that ability. So I think the fact that you're open, obviously, to your abilities is wonderful. But I love the fact that it was all very positive in here. It, it really needs to be. And if you, if you can understand the physics of it, that everything is energy, frequency, and vibration, it takes a woo-woo out of it. It's not, it's not woo-woo or mystical. I can't even stand the word psychic because psychic means um, not of the physical sciences, right? Right. And there's not, since physics covers everything, there's, excuse the double negative, but there's nothing that is not of the physical sciences. <laughs> right. You know, so it's just energy, frequency, and vibration. And the sad part is, is there's a lot of people that do this work that prey on their clients. Yes. And they everything they do is fear-based. And they'll look at their watch and go, oh, I have something really important to tell you. This is terrifying. Oh, wait, our time is up. And it's like, really? Yeah. Really? Okay, yeah. yeah. Right. Yes, I know. And that's, that's a shame, actually, um, that that even happens. But you're right, it, it does. Is. And, and I think it's nice that you're message is hope and healing you know and, yes. and that's your focus and i think that makes a huge difference to what you're using your abilities for you know and i think that's that's a huge part of it um so as this journey progressed what sort of things did you see with horses that you um and, and i'm assuming that you did this for clients or friends probably to start with um but what were some of the things that you were able to find out about horses for people or even dogs or cats or well I think one of the biggest uh, openings that I had besides this is just right after this happened and I started trying to do readings on horses and and you have to remember I was a mess when this happened you know insecure ego driven uh, really not a nice person I don't think and um so we, I, I, I ended up with a veterinarian who is totally holistic. And he was so great in teaching me about the importance of chiropractic and that, you know, behavior issues are always caused by pain or fear or fear of pain. And so it, it gets you looking at horses in a totally different way. And, and I still don't understand why people say, oh, that's, you know, snake oil and there's no reason to adjust horses. And, and I always tell them, hey, they're designed by Mother Nature to graze and run from predators. Everything else that we do with them is because they let us do it. Right. And so it becomes our responsibility to take care of them so that they can do it all pain free. That's true. So, that makes total sense. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so, so, um, so when some ahead. of your first experiences, let's say with a horse, um, what sorts of things did you kind of find that you were able to have this ability to find out? A lot of it was, was really just pain issues. And I remember having to go and do it in person and schedule a time and going out there. And then, I, then it got weird because I thought I got more from the horse if I had my back to them than if I was looking at them. Hmm. Because as a horse person, if you look at a horse, you're automatically going down that judgment list. That's you true. know, confirmation and wounds right. and scars and injuries. And so Terry I would get Jay, to a horse. Let me I'm sorry to interrupt you. Hold that thought just for about a minute. We're coming right okay. back with you and we'll finish that up. Stay with us.
Equestrians, it's time to take care of yourself as well as you do your horse. So get down to Pulse Center of Ocala. The PEMF wave is safe and it's a therapy that charges your cells and allows them to function at their fullest capacity so you heal much faster. Check them out at pulsecenterfl.com now and tell them you heard about it on the Horse Talk Show for a free demo. The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Fab, you're switched on. You're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Welcome back to the second half of the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our TV broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the CEP studios downtown Ocala in the horse capital of the world with my co-host from Chestnut Hill Arabians and the Ocala Stirrups program, Jody Everton. And on VMix video, we have Terry J here, a animal communicator. And we've been talking a little bit about her intuitive abilities with horses, animals, and people. And we're going to bring her back here. And uh, Terry J, welcome back. And Thank she's you. been sharing a little bit some of her <coughs> initial experiences with horses. I kind of want to switch it up a little bit. And certainly Jody's welcome to do this as well if she'd like. But I'd like to ask about a couple of horses of mine and have you give a little bit of feedback. Um, this year I lost a horse that had been with me for years, Sunny. And I'd love to ask you about him and um, see what you feel. Um, how old was he when he passed? He was 35. Oh my goodness, that's yeah. incredible. Mm -hmm. And what, what breed was he? Tennessee Walker. Cool. Um, he says he's still with you. So I don't know if his spirit has walked into one of your other horses or or if he's getting ready to come back, but he says he's never left. Have you have you had feelings about him being in another horse? Well, it, my horse that I I know stop. Um, so Flynn, who is um, the horse that I've had for about a year and a half, um, that I don't even know why I adopted him. I just adopted him because he was on his last chance to be adopted, and I adopted him about a year and a half ago, and. I've had him for a year and a half, and he's recently adopted some very similar personality and even physical things that Sonny had. So it's funny you should say that. No, it's not funny. It's what happens. I want to go, he's back, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, they do that. You know, we grieve and grieve, and then, and then we get another animal that starts acting the same exact way, and, you know, we want to do a buck fart snort, right? Like, mm. That's really scary because yes, they, sure. they, they really pick it up. Yeah. They always try to come back to us in physical form if we allow for it. So the, the big thing that I get from Sonny is this was perfect. The timing was perfect. How he left was perfect. And he basically popped out of his body and went, oh, that felt weird. And just took off running in a bucket and farting. He really did. <laughs> Sounds like Sonny. It's what they do. <laughs> The most important thing when we're grieving to remember is that nothing negative goes to the other side with them. So they don't remember if they died, if they suffered. They don't remember anything negative about how they died. <clears throat> so, so they, and they always try to come back if we provide a physical form for them to enter. And a lot of times they'll do walk-ins. 
And so that's probably what this is as a walk-in. Well, he was with me for 29 years, so he was a very significant part of my life, and it was uh, a huge, devastating um, event for me. And, and Gigi, who's my business partner and show director, was actually with me that day, and she's one of those people God sent into my life totally at the right time for all the right reasons, and she's like family to me. But she was there with me, and, and um, I don't know what I would have done if she wasn't, so... It was a very difficult time, and it's still several months later, not a moment I don't think about him every day. <laughs> right, but if you understand that his spirit will always be with you, it really helps heal your heart. Because, you know, you've obviously had another physical form that his spirit could walk into, and so it's on to the next adventure for them. Yes, and that's true. <laughs> I do have a question for you, Terry. Um, yes, when you said you get more information by putting your back to the horse, can you describe what that feels like or what you see when you're standing in front of a horse? Well, most of the, my work I do by phone. I do it all over the world. So I never see the horses. And people say, do you need photos? And I say, absolutely not. I do not want photos. Because a photo is a point-in-time snapshot. I don't mm -hmm. want to read the horse in that photo. I want to read the horse energetically now, which I do through my client. Okay. I give my clients unconditional love. And then when they start talking about their animals that they love, then I can feel that energetic or the love connection to the animal. And then I get everything. I'll get, you know, taste, smells, sounds, what they like, um, what they don't like. You know, if another horse is bothering them, if they don't like being tied at the trailer with another certain horse. I mean, it's amazing the details that I get. And I mean, my TV show, once I get it, should be called I Can't Make This Stuff Up, only I use a different <laughs> S word. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. just too specific. It really That's is. So, so, so putting my back to them removes the physical. Right. But that's what so, I used to do it in, in person. Now I, I don't even go to police, people's places. I just do it all right. by phone. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But so you, you just know, get the feeling you, from the person, and that's how you, your, your abilities begin to kick in to learn about what you need to tell them about the horse. Usually all I need is name, age, what breed, you know, what you're doing with it. And, and then boom, I got the horse. I can feel it. I'm there with it. And sometimes I just start, I just crack up laughing and I go, oh my God, this horse is such a goober. He is just such a goober with the whole goofball. And, and then I just relay what I'm actually getting from the horse. And a lot of it is that, that there are behavior problems. I have a lot of, um, you know, NFR caliber barrel racers that use me all the time you know, to check in. And and a lot of those horses, they're dealing with pain and the pain is cutting into their time. So if we can pinpoint it rather than trying to play whack-a-mole, trying to figure it out where, you know, mm -hmm. where they hurt and how they hurt, um, then, then they can take steps to alleviate the pain in the horse. Mm. That's very, well, then I should ask you about my dog because we were sure. at the ER this weekend. Oh no, what happened? Well, she, she started urinating all over the house, which is very out of character for her. And she's What's her a name? rescue. Her name is Aries. Um, I've had her for about two years. I got her from the shelter. And How I went to get a puppy and came away with a 10-year-old dog <laughs> that needed okay. me. And now she's almost 12. And we were in the ER this weekend because I was so worried about her urinating so much. And she had a... Um, a urinary tract infection but I'm just concerned there might be more to it because of her age you know and I'm just praying it's not like a renal big renal problem or anything like that you know I would talk to your vet but there's something that they could use that they don't use all the time whenever there's kidney issues and that's injections of glutathione glutathione is a mega antioxidant mm. and I have a really great holistic doctor that I work with all the time and um, so my dogs are on it, and you know my it's dogs are ancient. Mm. It's a mega antioxidant. It's one of those things where first do no harm. It sure as heck isn't going to hurt them. Yeah. And it's and it's not very expensive, and um, 
you just need a vet to order it for you and then you can start doing injections and they're, they're subcutaneous so they're easy you know just mm-hmm. like you know if, they, if you had a diabetic animal it's easy yeah and that really can make a huge difference that's good to know i didn't know that <laughs> that's very yeah. interesting yeah, but this really feels like it was just, and I don't mean to minimize it because they can be very painful, it feels like it was just a bladder infection. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, and the way you feed, your feeding your feeding is great. So, yes. I, you know, I don't want you thinking that, you know, you're feeding something that's giving her this problem. But um, boosting the immune is the best thing you can do, you know, you know boosting the immune system. And glutathione is one of those things that I just absolutely love. Yes, actually, just before the show, I was telling Gigi, and I'm feeding her really good stuff, really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> we to take know? a break again, Terry J, but we're going to come right back <laughs> with you in just a few minutes. So stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay, and also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever, with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa, Louisa Barton in the CEP studios downtown in the horse capital of the world with my co-host from Chestnut Hill Arabians and the Ocala Stirrups program, Jody Everton, also a great friend of mine. We always have a good laugh. Always. About something. Yes. <laughs> and actually, we were asking lots of questions on the break that we have now for Terry J. And um, we've been talking to her about our animals and about her abilities, her intuition. She's a very well known all over the world for helping people. So it was a real honor when she reached out to us and said she'd like to be on the show. So we're enjoying having her. But uh, my co host actually has a very good question that makes sense. So we're going to ask Terry. Do we have Terry with us? We got we Terry do. there. There she is. All right, so Terry, you said that there's a chance that Sonny's spirit kind of jumped out of him and went into maybe one of Luis's other horses. Correct. So what happened to the spirit that was already in that horse? That's a really great question. They Have they con- converged or what? They just share beautifully. They really do. Okay. And now if it happens with people, they usually end up in the psych ward. In the in the psych ward. <laughs> yeah. They do. People, people that get walk-ins that can't handle it, they usually end up in the psych ward. Yeah. 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 Well, they do. Sp- like a split personality yeah. or something. So here's right. the funny thing. I was just telling uh, Jody on the break that when I first got Sunny 29 years ago, he was so itchy, like all over. It took me a long time to get it managed. And before the summer, I used to have to get way ahead of it to stop it from happening again. And it took me like two years to get his mane and tail to grow back. And, and it was something I just had to manage his whole life. Well, I've had Flynn, the Mustang that I adopted, for a year and a half and he's never had any itchy problems all through last summer no itchy problems the day after Sonny passed away he rubbed his entire face off in all the same spots that Sonny rubbed his face off 
And I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to have to manage this again, am I? Where did this come from? So, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, I know. Now I'm going, hmm. Uh, and he's taken a more leadership role in the field, too, which was Sonny's role, which is normal in the herd, I know. Sure. Um, but uh, a friend of mine, horse Ezra, who's also a Mustang that's six years old from the same herd as my Mustang, has come to board at my house. And Ezra is a funny character. Ezra is, takes a really long time to warm up to you. And you think you've got there and he likes you and he's coming to you and he's all about you. And he's even had his head like on my shoulder and all this. And then you come out one day and he runs like, what happened, Ezra? I'm the same person. So I haven't quite got Ezra figured out yet. I'm still trying to work out what his deal is. I love him. He's the coolest horse. He'd sit in your lap. But then sometimes he sees you and it's, I got to go. So I've got an interesting dynamic going on now. (laughs) A lot of times that's based on smell. And and we don't get how sensitive they are to smell. So if we smell different, we put on different cologne, used a different shampoo, Mm. different deodorant. Mm. We're a totally different person to them because that's how they they, know know each other is from smell. And more so so even with the Mustangs because they have so much more of an innate. That's what I was going to ask because the Mustangs are definitely wired different than a domestic horse would be. Would you agree with that? Yeah. They really are. I was the director of the Wild Horse Commission with the state of Nevada back in the late 80s. And so I had an intensive, intensive time with them and herd management and all that stuff. But, but one of the things that, that I learned once I became intuitive is that what they're saying to their owners most of the time is, please don't eat me. You know, don't kill me. Don't eat me. Don't That's like me. the last <laughs> thing that we would ever think about, right? Sure. Right. Yes. But, but that's what they're saying. We, we're saying we want to be friends. We want to be friends. And they're saying, don't eat me or don't mm-hmm. kill me to eat me. Right. Because they're a prey animal. It never sure. crosses sure. our mind. And so when right. you're working with wild horses, one of the best things you can do is say, no, 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 not, not, not kill, not kill, not eat, no, play, play. And that's why if we can, we want to take our forearm and rub it up and down on the mane if we can get that close. Because that's what another horse would do with their head, mm-hmm. is the main rubbing. Mm-hmm. That does make sense. it all the time. Oh, that's right. interesting because both of these Mustangs are from the Triple B herd in Nevada. And uh, one is three and one is six. And we don't know. Of course, they may have been running together at some point. Um, but it's interesting that they're backed in the herd, you know, and, and Flynn has definitely taken the lead role that Sonny had. And Ezra definitely, you know, cows to his authority. (laughs) But they groom each other and they've clearly bonded. I call them the brothers now. (laughs) Yeah, I I really like it when they mutual groom. I call that the social glue that sort of keeps the herds together. It it is. Well, it's interesting is when Sonny was alive, Shotgun, who is my other really, really old rescue horse who's 29-ish, wasn't really in the herd he was actually almost booted out by the mustangs they didn't really care for him but now i find that since sunny passed they're grooming him all the time and Mm. bringing him into the herd and i see him and flynn grooming each other like him and sunny used to which is so strange because flynn wouldn't go near him he'd run him off and didn't even like him he'd run him out of the herd and go away and now he grooms him which is That's so see, they really understand the energetic changes too. They're much yeah. more sensitive to the energetic changes. So if you have a horse that was dominant that passed away but has now walked into another horse, then then that horse, it doesn't matter the age, it then becomes dominant. It takes on the personality of the dominant horse that passed. That's so that's so normal to me. I know you're looking at it going, What the heck? But that's totally normal. There's a lot of Yes, a lot of dynamics have changed other than my broken heart and my everyday question myself and feel guilty like I didn't do enough and I wish I'd done more and could I have saved him and, you know, should I have tried to have surgery on him and that stuff I ask myself every day 
did I fail him? And I hate no, it, but no. I do it every no, day. No, no, no. You did not. And you got to remember, these physical forms we're in are only 1% of who we are. We're all running around in meat suits. Doesn't matter if we're a human or a horse. We were wearing a meat suit. You know, we're an energy being wearing a physical form. Okay. It's not the other way around. So um, when when our spirit leaves our meat suit behind, we return to being just pure positive energy. We look like a hologram of us in our perfectness. Mm-hmm. And animals do not like heroics. Oh my lord, they're like just let me go and you tell them where they're going to go and how they're going to just pop out of their body and they're ready they are just ready they don't know that they can die so to speak they just know that whatever is their essence can be released from that physical form and it's our responsibility to do that and i've never talked to a dead animal or a dead person that went damn i wasn't ready (laughs) not one because once they get to the other side, they're so ecstatic um, that, that they don't even realize that, that they've had this previous life or anything negative about it. They're just so happy to be on the other side. You know, it's interesting you say that. We, we have one minute left, unfortunately, but I remember telling my son when his grandma passed away on his dad's side, if you could talk to her right now and ask her if she wanted to come back, she'd say no. So that's true. That's a, um, a fact. Terry J, um, tell us your website and how people can learn more about you and get in touch with you. The best way is through my website, and there are plenty of places on there to email me if you want to set up an appointment for a reading. And I'm really inexpensive. My readings are only 50 and 90, half hour, hour, with no limit on the number of subjects. So we can cover whatever you want to cover. And so it's just my name, dot com. And we have that up on the screen there for you so that you can reach out to Terry J. I want to thank you so much for being with us. That was so interesting. And don't forget, you can get her book um, and learn more about her and how you can learn more about being in touch with yourself on these subjects as well. We're going to be back in just a few minutes on the Horse Talk Show. Stay with us. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet. And our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage, and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages, and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay, and also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the final segment of the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with my co-host Jody Everton from Chestnut Hill Arabians and the Ocala Stirrups program. Uh, I want to thank Terry J very much for joining us. She's a very, very interesting lady who obviously has a lot of horse experience and um, great intuition Mm -hmm. and some great... um, pointers things I had never thought about like Ezra maybe I had wondered about that you know like how some days he's all up on me and other days mm-hmm. he's like oh no get away so I guess I'm gonna have to be careful what deodorant I'm careful <laughs> <whatever I'm laughs> at least keep it consistent so yes. we can peg you yeah yes um so I'm just messaging Terry J to tell her thank you so much and um Jody and I are actually going to talk about something before we go to our little epic video Gigi how long is our epic video six minutes great yeah. Okay, so we'll come back and say goodbye after that very briefly, but for the next couple of minutes, we're going to talk about the piranha.
bucket list. Jody. All right, so I have got a couple things on my bucket list. I'm going to throw the first one out, since we're in Ocala and um, the fabulous... Um, uh, breeders auction is not that far down the road from us. I would, I got my um, auctioneer's license two years ago, and on my bucket list is that someday I get to do a big horse auction like that. How I would really love that. Yeah. So I've gone a couple times. I can. I can. Not nearly as well as they do. So I've got to keep practicing. But I did. The first time I walked in and I saw the guys up on the block, I thought, oh my gosh, that's where I want to be. So, so yeah, I would, that's a biggie on my bucket list. I've also, now that I'm in Florida and working with Joe and I'm at Chestnut Hill Arabians, I've just been very inspired to maybe start showing again. So I've been working on getting a little fitter. We'll run and, around behind yes, you I've been saving. Off. I've been saving. We've been. I've been working on my little horse fund. And um, yeah, I've got a in my on my bucket list is to get back in the show ring. So I'm kind of excited about that. I think that is a and and I guess for the third horse, my kind of horse bucket list is I would like to be a clinician, um, like at one of these big kind of traveling. Um, like educational tours like they do at the big state fairs and they put them at state colleges and stuff where you, yeah, just help people communicate better with their horse, build confidence. Awesome. And So mine is yeah. actually not horse-related. Okay. It used to be horse-related because my bucket list was getting Sonny to the beach and riding him on the beach, and I did that many times before he passed away. So, uh, And I definitely want to get my Mustang there now and do that too as long as the doctor tells me that I, I can, you know, ride. But actually... And this is years and years I've wanted to do this and never done it. I want to swim with dolphins. Oh, you're in the right place for it. I know. Why have I never done it? I don't know. Oh, but we're going to hook that up for that's her. That's my bucket list. Ride my Mustang like I did Sunny down the beach in St. Augustine, which I will do, and swim with dolphins. But huh? now we're going to take you to the Equine Performance and Innovative Center for my <laughs> be a horse treatment. And then we're <laughs> going to come back and say cheerio. All so right. watch this. I'm here at the Equine Performance and Innovative Center with Dr. Alberto Roland, Louisa Barton here. Uh, we've been going through my paces as a horse here at uh, the rehab facility. Dr. Roland is now going to tell us a little bit about laser and something I didn't know until today. Very well. Well, Lisa, do you know that laser actually start um, stands for something? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. That's a, a good blooper. That's wow. a blooper. Okay. <laughs> okay, cut one more time. <laughs> Luisa, do you know that laser actually stands for something? I do now. I just found out. Tri trivia question. <laughs> All right, let's see if I can practice it because it took me a long time to figure this out. You know my accent, no, no. my English language, I'm but you know I'm foreigners, <laughs> the, the whole thing. Okay, so, so the L stands for laser amplification. No, excuse me. The L stands for L, for light. Light, light, light amplification, amplification, stimulated by emission, by emission of, of radiation. radiation. <laughs> Laser. You've got me trained. You got it. You got it. Very good. That was good. Now you just have so, to laser me. So let's laser you. While I laser, I want to talk a little bit about the therapy itself because you're going to hear the 10... I don't know, probably 10,000 different type of lasers out there. And to be quite honest, all of them are probably pretty good if you use them at the right dose. And that is, that is the trick. And another trivia question is that now we're starting to move a little bit from using the word laser treatment to something more complicated that's called biophotomodulation. Ah, don't worry about it, they're making it very complicated. Anyway, so basically, there are many classes of laser. You're going to hear people talking about one, two, three, four. I'm not going to give you a huge class about which one are they. We have class fours and we have lower classes as well. Um, it basically is named, another trivia question, how it affects the eye. A class four affects the eye a lot more than a class two or a class one. Good. All right. This particular one. So are you going to laser resurface my face today? Um, no, I'm going to just work on your knee. The cool, the cool thing about the one that we're going to use right now, it can be used on people as well. Mm -hmm. right? And actually most lasers can be used on people, um, horses, dogs, etc. So what does it do? So we put it to the surface and then we start giving a dose of light. So we give a dose. So 
it is like a medication. You calculate the dose based on the size mm -hmm. of the problem and also on the problem itself. So you calculate by the square centimeter and then you move around mm -hmm. and you provide the right amount of dose. And we use the laser to rehab skin lesions, mm -hmm. tendons, joints. Mm -hmm. And this particular one is very cool because I'm gonna change, I'm gonna actually show you something really cool. So you're pressing a lot of buttons. I am pressing a lot of buttons because I'm trying to figure out, need to turn it off first. <laughs> then we're gonna turn it on. Mm -hmm. Now for something like my, my knee scar here, is this something that laser does any, any, any good on a horse? If a horse you know, has a scar that a person wants to, um, wants to get rid of? The laser that we are working on here is mostly for injuries. Okay or for wounds the, there are other type of lasers that you can go to the surgeon and they can do laser surgery that's a whole different thing so this is okay. called cold laser okay. plastic surgeons use a co2 laser to cut and repair make sense yes okay good now so another cool thing of this particular laser is that it has what we call a blue light and they have found out that if there's a skin infection or an infection going on, this blue light is actually antibacterial. So, yeah, it kills bacteria. That's it's, yes, 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 it's very, very convenient. So let's say, let's assume your wound was infected or slightly infected. Mm -hmm. You could treat it with laser. And as a matter of fact, we had a horse recently here that had a bacterial infection who was resistant to most antibiotics. So we put the horse in the hyperbaric chamber and we gave the blue light laser and the horse healed beautiful. That's amazing. Now, how mm -hmm. often would you have to do this blue light and for how long? To And would it depend upon the type of infection, yeah. how big, how, mm -hmm. how... But you might see uh, improvement in one treatment or several? As, interestingly, sometimes you see a little improvement in one treatment, which is... it was kind of surprising for me because you say oh one treatment but you can still see the edges getting a little bit of blood mm -hmm. and getting a little better obviously we recommend 10 as the minimum one is not going to be enough but you can see a little bit of improvement sometimes with just one incredible anything else to add on laser there's a lot to add on laser there's a lot of research going on out there right now laser topic is a hot topic both for people and for horses and one of my teachings to my clients is that all lasers will probably serve the purpose that you need. You just need to make sure that you have the proper intensity and the proper dose. And some of them penetrate deeper than others. So you have to be mindful of which one is gonna stay on the skin, which is gonna go deeper in the muscle or deeper and deeper. So there's a lot of, there's research that can tell you and we can definitely help you with that as well. Wonderful, thank you, Dr. Roland. We're now going on to some wet rehab, taking uh, it over to the treadmill. Uh, and the salt water therapy, so I'm looking forward to that. Dr. Roland, the rehab man, that's what we call him. And He's I had guy. an epic experience being rehabbed. <laughs> Quick reminder for the Arabian Equine 101 at Chestnut Hill Arabia. Yes, come, program. come join us on Friday at 11. We'd love to have you. We'd love to share these horses with you and just uh, come enjoy your company at the farm. Be incredible experience for you, I can promise you that. Whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, the horse capital of the world or not, from me, my co-host and my director, Gigi, happy horsing around until same time next week. <laughs>